Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry coming to you with the Word of God. It's always an honor and a privilege to bring the Word to you, praise God. And we're honored and privileged to have you connecting with us, praise the Lord. Today, we're going to jump right back into something we were ministering last week out of Romans 8, please. And of course, my favorite chapter in the book, right? So Romans 8. And uh, we talked some things about aiming the mind last week. And I wanted to kind of spin off of that here today and bring some different, uh, maybe some, some more insight to that. Amen. Hopefully it'll bless you today. But Romans 8 and verse 5, kind of a little bit of a review from last week uh, to kind of spin us into today's message. Verse 5 says, for those who live, uh, behave, or actions, that's what that word means, to conduct life. For those who live according to the flesh, in other words, by the flesh, in other words, in line with the flesh, it says they've set their minds on the things of the flesh. So the determining thing here is where they set the mind. The next verse, uh, or the next part of that verse says this, but those who live according to the Spirit, in other words, those that live by the Spirit or in according to or in line with the Spirit, it's because they've set their minds on the things of the Spirit. So one of the things we found out, you know, about aiming the mind last week, that where your attention goes uh, is 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 kind of where your life goes. That's just kind of how it is. Attention determines direction. All right. Verse six says this: For to be carnally minded, or you know, by the flesh here, fleshly minded, is death, ruin, destruction. In other words, you get on a roadway that leads toward uh, ultimately toward death is what it is. Uh, but to be spiritually minded leads down a different road, a life, a road of life and peace, praise God, which is what everybody wants. We all want that road, praise God. Uh, now, but it just means you got to set your mind on things above. Now, Colossians 3 brings out real clear, set your mind, right, on things above and not on things of this earth. Now, the word here to set your mind, okay, it means to aim the mind. That's where we kind of got our title last week. Amen. Aim the, uh, aim the affection or the attention of. It refers to exercising the mind, to entertain the mind, to interest the mind, all right? A word that's used a lot of times, too, in the New Covenant is the word mindful, which is that same uh, Greek word here. The point is, it's all about aiming the mind, because attention determines direction, praise God. Now, Proverbs 23 and 7 brings out that as a man thinks, so he exists or so he becomes, okay? which just means that basically that man's life is dependent on where he sets his mind, what he decides he's going to think about or ponder on, all right, or meditate on, which is going to be probably a key word for today even. All right, so with all that said, uh, let's go back into the book of Psalms is where we're going to start today. Uh, Psalms 2 is where we're going to go. I might spend a little time in the book of Psalms today, uh, but hopefully... um, Hopefully, it's going to help us, give us a little insight. Really, what I'm trying to do with this is just kind of bring forth the importance of guarding what you set your mind on. Don't just let any, anything feed into you, all right? That's, that's dangerous, all right? So Psalms 2 is where we're going to start, okay? In verse 1, it just says this, Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? Uh, now, the word rage here just means, uh, speaks of, again, wrong behavior. It's really just, uh, you know, your cross-references might even saying to throng uh, tumultuously. Okay, so just it's speaking of a real it's rage. It's exactly what it is, all right? It's just people kind of going crazy, all right? And the people plot a vain thing. Now, that's how the New King James words it. The Old King James, I believe, uses the word imagine because that's kind of what this word is. This word uh, means to imagine. Uh, to ponder, uh, to meditate, which is another word that most of the time through, uh, you know, through the Old Covenant, that word is defined as meditate, all right? Uh, but it refers to revolving before the mind's eyes. Whatever it is they're thinking on, uh, you know, meditating on what it is, it means to literally take it before you and to think on it, literally to, uh, it's referred to as revolving before the mind's eyes. So you set that up there and you begin to revolve that, all right? This word, imagine, okay, because it's one of those words that it's defined as, it just, uh, the, the Webster's Dictionary, let's go ahead and define it here, it just means an idea formed or conceived in the mind, an idea formed 
or conceived in the mind. It means the power of modifying our conception, uh, uh, modifying our conceptions by adding or combining uh, to form and create. So that's how Webster, the 1828 dictionary, defines it. Um, the New American uh, Heritage Bible that brings it out this way, it means formation of mental images of something that is uh, neither perceived as real, and in other words, as of yet, uh, or present, uh, nor present to the senses, okay? Which means, again, there's something that's not yet, okay? So something that is neither perceived as real nor uh, present to the senses. There we go. So anyway, uh, the point is, is that we're talking about something that's moving and working in the mind. Now, every one of these things, as you get into it, it's talking about pictures. Even the word idea, when it talks about an idea formed, it refers to something at which is seen, an image of, of, any, of anything in the mind, and it calls it even defines ideas as mental images, okay, which is kind of key, okay? We're not getting weird on you. We're just trying to say this is how this stuff works because thoughts come, or wherever you set your mind begins to form images within your mind. And the problem with that is it determines a direction, okay? It begins to form pictures. Okay, because really we think in pictures. We don't just think in, in, in writing. We think in pictures. You know, if I was to say a black cat crossed the road in front of me, I mean, you're, you know, you're not going to see C-A-T, you know, or B-L-A-C-K-C-A-T. You're not how you see it. You're literally in your mind seeing a cat. You know, maybe as you grew up, you know, you recall cat. You might have had a cat. Maybe you even had a black cat or maybe your neighbor had a black. Pretty soon your mind kind of runs down those roads. And that's the, the image that you see, okay? Now, I know it's kind of silly, but the point is, this is how it works. What you set your mind on begins to form images, okay? Ideas, okay? And as we're seeing here in this verse, it says that the nations, it actually asks the question, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? In other words, he's asking, why, oh, how come they're all going down some crazy uh, crazy road right now. He says, the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord. This is the problem. This is why it's crazy. They're now counseling against the Lord, okay, and against his anointed one, right, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away the cor their cords from us. And it goes, verse four says, he who sits in the heavens is, uh, shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Okay, now the point being is this, okay, God sees it as just a silly, goofy thing. Okay, and, and that's, you know, it is. It's silly. It's goofy. It don't make sense. I mean, to think you're going to war against God, to think you're going to war against the anointed one and win, it ain't going to happen, you know. But if your mind gets to thinking down a road, pretty soon that's what begins to form within the mind. And next thing you know, it determines actions and direction. And so next thing you know, you're saying things, you're doing things, you're acting in a way, even though it may be something that's totally off the wall and things that can never, uh, you know, happen. Uh, but yet the same time you're sitting there working down that road because you're sitting there meditating on it. Now, a lot said just in a couple minutes there, but let's back up into chapter one because the same words actually used in, in, uh, in chapter one, this word that, uh, to, uh, to imagine or to, uh, to meditate. All right. But verse 1 of Psalms 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Now, again, we've talked on this minister many times, uh, but I'm trying to bring out again today, you know, you got to guard, like it says here, if you're going to be blessed, you're going to be empowered, you're going to succeed, okay, then you're going to have to guard, it says here, where you walk, where you stand, and where you sit, all right? You're going to have to guard that because you can't just let anybody feed into you. Why? Because we're finding out it begins to form, you know, thoughts. It begins to form ideas. It begins to form, uh, you know, uh, you know, it gives a attention to the mind or your mind gives attention to it. And then pretty soon it determines a direction. All right. That's why you got to guard uh, who's feeding into you, what kind of things are being spoke to you. Amen. You just can't believe everything that's out there. I'm just telling you, all right? That's why he says, set your mind on things above and not on things of this earth, all right? All right, verse two says, but his delight, 
Talking about the blessed man, his delight is going to be in the law of the Lord, or in other words, in the word of God. And in his law or his word, right, he meditates, there's that word again, day and night. You begin to set your mind on the word of God, the higher things. Literally, you put it before your mind, you revolve it before your mind's eye. Amen. So it begins to form pictures and images within the mind. Amen. Nothing's impossible. Okay. So if you begin to get the right thing plugged into you, all of a sudden that stuff begins to form, begins to come together. And remember, praise God, your faith gives substance to that. So the point is, that's why you want to get the right thing going in you, praise God. Now, uh, he goes on to say, the person that's doing this, right, that's, got, that's putting his mind on the right thing, it says that he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. In other words, uh, you know, talk, start, talk about being fruitful and productive, you know. Come on now. He brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. In other words, it's, it's, it's alive. It's a, amen, vibrant, praise God. And whatever he does shall prosper, okay? So succeed. That literally means succeed in reaching, okay? Hallelujah. To break out uh, favorably, it speaks of a prosperous journey, okay? In other words, life's going to be good. In other words, it's saying the same thing that Paul wrote in Romans 8, amen, that if you set your mind on things above, amen, then what happens is you, you're heading down a road of life and peace. You set your mind on other things, it's ruin, destruction, death. Are you hearing me today? You're saying the same exact thing because it is a principle that what you set your mind on determines a direction. Today, though, the point I want to bring out is this thing where it says to revolve before the mind's eye because it begins to form images, okay? That's why, you know, you could be in the worst possible condition. You could be, uh, you know, maybe a whole scenario of things have happened in your life that, that didn't look good or, or turn out right for you. But if you will just begin to set your mind on the right things, don't let yourself get caught up with all that other stuff. Get your mind set on the right things. It begins to form. See, as a man thinks, so he becomes. It begins to form the right images. Amen. Now, you may look at your past and say, you know, I'm not very successful or I can't do this or I can't do that right or this always happens to me. Nothing good ever uh, comes my way. I mean, we have all kinds of thoughts. You know, every time I step out in a relationship, it blows apart and blah, 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 blah. We have all kinds of things. You know, every time I get involved in a business deal, I lose my shorts. I mean, I'm telling you, we got all kinds of, you know, thoughts that hit you because of stuff that happened behind you. The point is, if you will start setting your mind on things above, it begins to form a whole new image. Praise God. And there's power in that. That's why, you know, you got to guard, amen, what you set your mind on because it begins to form ideas. It begins to form images. And with that then comes actions. Okay, everything comes according to, amen, you start becoming as a man thinks. So he exists pretty soon. It begins to take you down that road. Now, whether we want a prosperous, successful, blessed road, come on now, life and peace, or whether we're going to end up going down this destruction thing, like we read in, in uh, chapter 2 of Psalms, you know, why are the nations raging? Well, it's because they're setting their mind on the wrong things. Amen. Now, you look at it in our society as a whole. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on there. And there's sometimes you look around, you think, can anybody be that crazy? Can anybody, you know, not, I mean, how can anybody not see uh, that that don't work or that ain't going to, you know, that ain't going to uh, turn out good for them or whatever? And you're sitting here scratching your head asking the same thing. Why is everybody going crazy here or something? Why is everybody thinking that way? What's, I mean, I don't even see what's the, where do you even come up with that? Well, I'll tell you how it comes up with that. Because they, let, they, they don't guard where they walk, where they sit, where they stand. They don't guard who's feeding into them. And somebody starts feeding things and pretty soon here come the thoughts. Here comes all the images. And pretty soon they start thinking what they're thinking is right. And it's off. It don't line up. And, and in the end, it's, it's, it's horrible. It has, has horrible, uh, horrible ending. All right. But at the time, you sit there and scratch your head thinking, I can't even see where somebody comes up with those kind of thoughts. Well, I'll tell you how it is. You just set your mind on the wrong thing, and it begins to create images. It begins to create ideas. It begins to create these mental pictures, I guess some of that definition was. Amen. And pretty soon, you start thinking it's right. But you know why? Because that's what you're seeing. Okay, that's what you're seeing inside. And we start thinking that's right when it ain't right. And that's kind of how this thing works. Now, uh, anyway, let's go on down a little bit further with this one. 
He says, whatever, whatever he does shall prosper. And it says this, but the ungodly are not so and are like a uh, uh, shaft that, uh, that the wind drives away. Uh, therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in, in the judgment. Come on now. Nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. And this literally means just, this is what he's saying is that it ain't, it ain't working out for the unrighteous because of where they're setting their mind. And he says, and those are the people you don't really want to have leading because he said they're, they're kind of off here. Okay, that's what he says in verse 5. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So in other words, he's saying this, you know, that they're, they're heading down a road you got no business getting on. So don't put them in front of you and let them lead you because where they're going ain't good. Okay, that's what he's saying in this psalm. So what he's saying in Psalms 1, Psalms 2, he's talking about where you set your mind, who you let feed into you. All right. Now, you know, a lot said in that, but I just kind of wanted to do today is take some... Um, Take some verses. In fact, let's do this. Uh, I'll come back into Psalms. I feel like I need to go to Joshua again. We had touched on this, I think, last week. But let's go back to Joshua 1, and then I'll come back into Psalms. I just kind of feel like I need to do this. And uh, Psalms, or pardon me, Joshua 1 and verse 8 says, This book of the law, in other words, this word, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way uh, prosperous and you will have good success. Now remember, this is a word to Joshua, okay? And basically Joshua is now commissioned to lead. Moses is now gone. So Joshua is now taken over as the leader. And he says, listen, if this is going to work for you, if you're going to be successful, you're going to have to guard what you meditate on. Okay, and he also talks about guard what you're saying, all right? But you have to understand that the things you say usually are going to come out of what you sit and meditate on, what you sit and think about. You let stuff bug you, things that get you upset and get you worked up, guess what? You're probably going to say things you're going to have to repent about later. That's just the facts. That's how that stuff works. And that's exactly kind of what Romans 8 was bringing out, that you start living down that road. You start meditating on things you probably got no business meditating on. Now, I'm going to say this, too kind of, I think, touched on it just briefly last week. You know, we're not denying the existence of a lot of negative things that are going on. We're not denying the existence of, of some bad things and, and, you know, things that maybe we, 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 you know, wish weren't happening. We're not trying to act like that stuff don't exist, and we're not trying to act like, you know, we're just going to ignore it and it's all going to go away, because that's not the case. The point we're trying to make is, is that if you set your mind on it, pretty soon it dictates your life. Pretty soon you don't even know it. You, you know, as a man thinks, he starts becoming. He starts, see, he exists. In other words, he starts living according to that. So whether you like it or don't like it is irrelevant. You've set your mind on it. So now you begin to live according to that, and it begins to put you on a road you got no business being on. All right? And it's the same thing uh, we see with Psalms, uh, chapter 1 and chapter 2. You got to decide which, which, which thing you're going to meditate on, all right? So you got to guard. Who's feeding in you? You got to guard where uh, where you stand, where you sit, where you walk. Amen. You just can't let anything and anybody or just anybody speak into your life. All right. Now uh, here in Joshua, he's saying this to him. He said, "Listen, now, if you want to be successful, you want you want to be the leader you're called to be, and you want to finish this thing right, then you're going to have to keep your mind set on the right thing." All right. And he's talking about in his word. If you don't keep your mind set on the things I've said to you, all right, talking about the Lord said to him, if you don't do that, he says, you're, you're probably not going to, it's not going to end up good for you. But as you meditate on what I tell you, and day and night, by the way, a lot of your references will say that, day and night, that just means in the good times and the bad times. It's not really referring to, you know, when the sun's up, when the sun's down, okay, although uh, I guess that would apply too, but but it's primarily referring to in good times and bad times, the uh, the smooth times, the rough times. And believe me, okay, a lot of times when the pressure's on, people, you know, get caught up in everything else, and pretty soon there goes their uh, their thought life. It goes right down that road. Next thing you know, it's forming images and, and ideas and pictures that ain't pretty. And next thing you know, you're basing your decisions out of it. You know, a lot of times, maybe I'm just going to say this real quick because I'm I'm on it. <laughs> and that is this, you know, a lot of times because... There's a lot of stuff out there that goes on that can create panic or fear in people. 
And it does. I mean, it, it can. It really can. If you get the wrong picture going pretty soon, man, it's, it can create uh, fear and panic. And then what happens, you begin to base decisions out of that. The, all your decision-making comes out of that. And it's, what that does, it just takes you down that road. Next thing you know, you're not making life choices. You're making choices but based on wrong thoughts, based on wrong pictures. All right? I hope you're hearing this. All right? Now, he said to Joshua, Joshua, if you begin to set your mind on this and talk this, he says, not only are you going to you know, walk it out right, but you're going to make your way prosperous. You're going to begin to make now things ahead of you are going to start lining up. You're going to make your way prosperous, and you're going to have good success. You're going to be successful. That's kind of that same word there that's used in Psalms 1. You know, blessed is the man, amen, that lives this thing, does this thing right. Okay, so it's as he's saying the same thing to Joshua. You got to set your mind on the right thing. Amen. Now, with that said, let's go back to Psalms. All right, this time, Psalms, I'm going to go to Psalms uh, uh, 63 is what I got. In my note, Psalm 63. Psalm 63. And I'm going to go, um, let's see, uh, I think I got verse, I maybe just jump down here to verse 6. He says, but I remember you on my bed or at nighttime. Okay, this is, uh, uh, he's talking about the Lord. I remember or I'm making account of you on my bed. I meditate on you in the night watches, okay, because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your of yeah, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me or sustains me. Now, I just want you, want you to see this, okay? There's a lot of stuff that goes on, but he says, listen, I begin to set my mind on the things that you do, on how you protect, how you deliver, uh, the things that you have done for me. I'm keeping my mind. I'm trying to, he's saying, what he's saying is, is that, you know, at night, I'm, I'm keeping my mind set on you, praise God. In other words, instead of sitting here and worrying and, and fretting and, and being upset, I'm setting my mind on you, amen. And when I do that, praise God, I begin to, I find myself in the shadow, it says here, in the shadow of your wings, praise God. That's where I find myself. In other words, I find myself, uh, you know, being relaxed, amen, in, in under the shadow of your wings, amen. And he says, my soul falls close behind you, your right hand upholds me or literally sustains me. Now, I just thought that was worthy of bringing these out because these in this, in this texture is the same words about meditate and revolve before the mind's eye. That's what it's referring to. He says, if you will put the right thoughts in there, all right, you'll find yourself being sustained. You'll find yourself being protected, all right? It's when you start going down the other road. And I'm just trying to show you how everything starts following what you set your mind on. Everything follows it, okay? If you start meditating on the wrong stuff, and we're going to show you some references on that here in a minute, okay? If you start setting your mind on the wrong stuff, okay, you get all worked up. Pretty soon you're losing sleep. Pretty soon you're just giving place for the enemy. Next thing you know, you're making uh, you know, choices and decisions and actions and words, everything that goes against that. And all you begin to do then is this, this domino effect, this chain reaction of negative things that begins to happen, all because... You've, you've put the wrong thoughts in there, created the wrong images. Come on now, you revolved that before your mind and created wrong ideas. And the next thing you know, everything follows it. All right? And that's what the enemy wants. If he can get you stirred up, upset, depressed, sad. I mean, I don't care. We go down there, any kind of emotional roller coaster. We, I don't care what it is. I mean, he tries to get you to go down there. Why? Because what happens, the more you meditate on that, the more the images become clearer and clearer, then the actions follow, the words follow. Here it comes. Now you're on a road you got no business being on. And it's that simple. Amen. But like he said, I just, I choose. He's at night. I'm sitting on my bed. I'm laying back in my bed on my pillow. And I, I, I know I've got stuff going on. I got all kinds of pressures of the day. I got stuff happening. I got to take care of this, take care of that, take care of this, take care of that. And before long, see, you could get you can get yourself all worked up, or get yourself depressed, or get yourself, uh, you know, uh, you know, thinking that you know you you ain't never got time to do. I mean, you can go all kinds of directions with that, or you could say you start thinking, you know what, my God meets my needs, 
My God provides. My God has always delivered me. Praise God. My God has always directed me and shown me what to do. Praise God. I lean on you, Lord. I trust in you. I set my mind on you. And when you begin to do that, what happens? You find yourself now under the shadow uh, of his wing. Praise God. You find yourself being sustained. Amen. Why? Because the greater one is right there. Praise God. Because really it all comes out of that. Amen. Everything, just how you set your mind begins to determine things. Amen. Which then puts you on a road. Amen. You put you meditate on the right thing. I know I'm I'm stressing this a lot, but it's exactly how it is. You you meditate on the right things, it puts you on the road of life and peace. You meditate on the wrong things. Amen. It's it's ruin, despair, destruction, death, doom, gloom. I mean it, no matter whatever you want to put with that. It all that's what happens on that road. Now, again, I mean, I'm stressing this. You know, here I am, you know, before you just, you know, talking about what God has to say about it. And, and I know what's going on out there. I'm not ignorant of what's happening out there. Okay. But if you sit and that's all you think about and meditate on, I guarantee you, you're going to make choices you ain't got no business making. I guarantee you're going to say things you got no business saying. I mean, I, I got people that sometimes I just, you know, they, they get caught up in stuff. Next thing you know, they're saying things that they got no business saying because all you're doing now is giving place to the enemy, and that's what he wants. He wants you to think on that stuff to the point it makes you mad, depressed, sad, whatever. I mean, depending on what direction, uh, you, you're fearful, whatever, all that kind of stuff. And the idea is to get you to follow suit because the, the more you meditate on that, the clearer that picture becomes. And even though it could be a complete falsehood, a complete lie, but that's what you see now. And that's why a lot of people are raging, a lot of people caught up in things, because that's what they see, because they've had enough things said to them that it forms enough pictures that ain't good, and all of a sudden they're raging, they're, they're, you know, they're rioting, they're doing all kinds of things because of the picture that's within them. Amen. Now let's, let's look at another reference. We'll go to chapter, I think, 77 now. Chapter 77. And I think on this one, I'm just going to go to the first, um, first verse here and kind of read through this. Hope you're, hope you're hearing this today. Hope you got an ear to hear it. Praise God. Verse 1 says, I cried out to God with my voice, uh, to God with my voice, um, and he gave ear to me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord, Okay, which is, I guess, a good thing to do, right? Come on now. Uh, my hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. So now listen, he's talking about now, you know, I'm all caught up and I'm getting all worked up and stressed out about something here. This is what it's all referring to. He said, I remembered God and was troubled. Now it just means that he, you know, he's making uh, uh, recognition, uh, you know, recognize he's, he, he, you know, every day he's going back. He's got a warfare going on is what it's talking about, this whole, this whole psalm here. He's, he's going back to God thinking about, you know, God, and it said he was troubled. It just literally means he, he kind of was just kind of, worked up on the inside, not because of what he remembered by God, but of the fact that he knows, amen, I need to go down this road, but I'm thinking this, I'm all troubled out because I've got all this other stuff happening, but I, I, but I looks to God and then he kind of gets all caught up with this. His, his whole, everything's going back and forth here. You, you know what I'm talking about? You ever been there? We've all been there, right? Okay, this is exactly what the psalmist is talking about. He said, I complained. Well, let me read this again. I remembered God and was troubled. Okay, I complained. And my spirit was overwhelmed. Literally means stressed out. Okay? And then it says, Selah. In other words, think about it. All right? Think about it. That's what that word Selah means. You stop, stop and think about this. Okay? My, I'm all stressed out because I've chose to complain. I've chose to, to think about the wrong, the negative, the day of trouble. He talks about, talk about uh, uh, you know, everything that I'm going through. And now I'm complaining. Okay, now I've got the wrong thing coming out of my mouth, and all it's done is stress me out. And you say, well, you know, somebody's got to, you know, deal with this, or somebody's got to take care of this, or somebody's got to worry about this. Now, listen, that don't mean that's what you do. You say, well, no, Pastor, come on. No, no, I'm telling you, what happens, all you're doing now is stressing out. Okay, now you're not going to be good to anybody if you're all stressed out and you're, you're going down some road you got no business being on. Come on now. 
And then you're going to stress out your household, stress out your family, stress out your business. Stress, I mean, whatever. Just, it just kind of snowballs. Next thing you know, we're, we're stressing out, you know, in the church. We're stressing out everywhere. You know, I'm just, it just gets nuts. Okay? Now, I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Verse 4 said this, you hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. <laughs> I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. Here we go. I meditate within my heart, and my spirit makes diligent search. Okay, so he, remember, this is a warfare going on in him. So then he starts asking all these questions. All right. Will the Lord cast, cast off forever? That's a question he's asking. In other words, you know, is, is God working? Is God not working? Is, is, is he here? Is he not here? Uh, he goes on, and will uh, he be favorable uh, no more? Has his mercy ceased forever? I mean, no, these are all wrong, ah, right? Wrong. That ain't, that ain't what's going on here. Has his promise failed forevermore? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his tender mercies? And this is Selah again. In other words, stop. Think about it. See, this is where it always goes. You think, Pastor, what are you? This is almost a depressing message. No, I'm not being depressed. I'm not depressed. I'm just trying to tell you, listen, if you don't watch it pretty soon, you're going down a road you got no business going down. And pretty soon you're trying you're starting to think, where's God? How come God? I'm telling you where God is. God's right where he's always been. Praise God. Willing to help, willing to move, willing to prove himself strong. Amen. It's never changed. But I'm telling you what, you keep going down that road, you're not giving him anything to work with. All right? So you got to keep your mind stayed on right things. Give God place. Because what's happening now, this individual is not only thinking down the wrong road, he starts complaining, and now he's got these questions. He's starting to ask, you know, where's God? How come God? All this kind of stuff. But it always says, say la here. In other words, stop and think about it. Amen. Okay? And I said, this is my anguish or grief. Look at this. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will also meditate on your work. In other words, all the things that you've done and talk of your deeds, your way, O oh God, is in the sanctuary. In other words, the house of God, who is uh, so great a God as our God. In other words, what he done? He made a shift. He said, wait a minute, I'm not going to go down that road. In other words, that's why he said, Selah, think about it. All of a sudden, you know, I'm meditating on the junk, and all of a sudden now I've got all these dumb question marks. I've got all these concerns. I start complaining, start grumbling and griping. And the next thing you know, I'm overwhelmed. Now I can't even sleep. I mean, man, it just gets you all worked up. But he says, I choose to meditate on God. I choose to set my mind on a God who's with me, that won't forsake me, to meditate on all the good things he's done. A great God, amen. And it goes, verse 14, you are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the people. Uh, you have, uh, with your arm, redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph, praise God. And then again, it says, Selah. In other words, think about it. Now, the point I'm trying to make, I know maybe I'm kind of coming at this at a little bit different angle here today, but the point is this, okay? It's all based on where you set your mind. And that's why he says, say love, think about this. It's just based on which direction you let your mind go determines an outcome, determines a direction. Now you can get all you know, down with God or you can, you can set your mind on things above and realize, wait a minute, God is moving and God is showing himself strong. God has done this. God's done this. God's done that. And believe me, okay, this ain't no different than, than today. This still is just as, uh, just as, uh, important and just as true today as it's ever been. All right? Where you set your mind determines where you're going. And believe me, God is doing things and there is things happening. And if you set your mind on the things above, praise God, it ain't long. And man, you're recalling all the great things that God has done. And next thing you know, you're not stressed out anymore. You're not depressed anymore. You're not angry anymore. Amen. And again, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, eliminate the fact that there are things going on that are, 
that are about half crazy and nuts out there. I get it. But the point is this, what we're going to do is give God place. We, amen. And what we're going to do is not get caught up in that. Amen. As a child of God to the point that we ain't no different. Come on now than everything else that's going on out there. We choose the higher road. We choose the way of God. We choose the things of God. Amen. We set our minds on things above and not on things of this earth. Praise God. Let's look at another reference. We're going to go to uh, Psalms 143. Psalms 143, and this time, uh, let's go to like uh, verse, verse 3. It says, For the enemy has persecuted my soul. Literally means pursued my soul. Well, I think, well, you know why, right? He's going after the mind. In fact, um, the scripture talks about in 2 Corinthians, it says that, you know, to, to not be ignorant of Satan's devices. Okay, uh, and the word says, you know, don't give him the advantage, right? And, and what, what that means, though, uh, you know, don't give him place here because, you know, the devices, don't be ignorant of the devices. Well, that word devices, and I've taught this many times. I might even have touched on it last week. I'm not sure, but uh, the point is it refers to head games or mental trips, okay? That's where the enemy hits you, trying to form, trying to get certain images in your own head to where then you begin now listen to where you begin to make choices that are going to hurt you, not help you. Listen, you're the one that walks with authority and dominion. But you let him get a hold of that. See, he's always going after the head. That's what it's saying there in that psalm. He's going after the head. He's, he's looking to, he's going after the mind. All right. He, that's what he wants. If he can get to the mind of the believer, he can shut the believer down. If he can get to the mind of the people. Come on now. He can, he, can, he can steer him anywhere he wants to. You know, the enemy has no authority over you. He can't make you do anything, right? You have, you have dominion. You have authority, especially as a child of God. You know, you have authority and dominion over anything of the dark, all right? But if, he, if the enemy can get to your mind, then what happened? He, just, he just, just, you know, put enough thoughts in there. It starts forming images. Next thing you know, you're, you're going down that road. You start living according to it because... Because that's what's formed in the mind. That's, that's the pictures that are formed. Do you know that even hope itself is, is based on pictures and images? You know, when you think about somebody that ha that's in a hopeless condition, it's because that's the pictures and the images. The word says God, uh, you know, has, has come to give you a future and a hope, right? That's in a good set to give you something ahead that's expected, an expected end or something to be hoped for, I mean, which is good. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, give substance of that which is hoped for. Amen. The images, whatever that is, is what faith begins to, uh, to give it uh, substance. Now, the point I'm just trying to bring, I'm, I know I'm kind of shooting a lot at you, but I'm just trying to show you the importance of where you set your mind is so key. I mean, you could be driving down the road and be happy as a lark, you know, driving, just cruising along, happy, and you read one billboard. And it, it set a thought, and next thing you know, your mind starts going down that road. Next thing you know, it forms some image you got, you know, that just made you mad as a hornet. And, 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 and you didn't even get but a mile down the road. And you went from being, you know, joyful and happy to, to angry and, and down about everything. I mean, just, just in a mile, okay, that can happen to you. Now, you think about it, if you set your mind on that all day long, you know, think about what, you know, what kind of condition you're going to be in. And that's what he's bringing out here, not only in the book of Psalms, but everything we've read up to this point thus far, things out of Romans there and Colossians and other places that, you know, Joshua. I mean, he was just, I mean, even that, I, I go back and think about Joshua. He said, listen, Joshua, if you want to finish this thing, there's only one way it's going to happen. Okay, you got to set your mind right. If you don't, it, you, it's, you're going to get out there and be no different than them. And, uh, you know, you start getting upset about everything. It doesn't quite gel right or work right. He says, pretty soon you're, you're just handing everything over to the enemy. And that's what's going on. That's what he's talking about here in Psalm 143. He said, the enemy has persecuted my soul. He's going after my mind. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness, all right, like those who have long been dead. Now, listen, I'm just telling you this. I mean, 
you look at that, and what it is is the enemy's browbeating somebody. Come on, it's all 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 negative negative things here. Okay, now this ain't you know this ain't one of your refrigerator verses. When you're gonna you know come on, but the point is this is how it works. This is how the enemy comes at you, right? He browbeats you. Okay, beats you down. Amen. And like one guy said, you, all all negatives. Uh, all negatives are developed in the dark room. Amen. Amen. Well, anyway, praise God. But he says, he has made me to dwell in darkness. Amen. That's of course, that's where, because he gets you caught up in that pretty soon. That's all you see. Everything's bad. Nothing's working. Everything's horrible. Life stinks. I mean, go on and on and on. That's where you get. Have you ever been around people like that? Come on. Now, maybe we've even been that person before. You know what I'm saying? I don't doubt. I'm sure we've all been there, you know, but you know, you get around somebody that no matter what you say to them, no matter how you try to, you know, perk them up, you know, they just, everything's so bad. I mean, because that's all they sit and think about. That's the picture. That's the images. See, that's all they've revolved before their mind's eye. And as a result of it now, it forms images and pictures, mental images, amen, that ain't good. And that's all they see all day long. They'd be going all day long, working and conducting life, you know, out here with the lights on, everything happening, doing their job, doing whatever, but yet everything they're seeing, okay, is those images that are formed uh, in their mind just because of thoughts where they've set their mind. All right, now hang on. He says, uh, verse four, therefore my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is distressed. All right, so that ain't nothing good about that. But what we're bringing out here is this, right? That verse four is a result of verse three. All right, now look at, it goes on now, verse five. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your works. I muse, in other words, ponder on the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. I love that. Amen. Selah. In other words, think about it. It's again, I mean, I mean, we can go to uh, probably another dozen more Psalms easy uh, where the psalmist is, you know, basically bringing out the warfare, just the mental warfare that goes on. You set your mind on the negative things. Guess what? It ain't long. You're overwhelmed. You're stressed out. What is the phrases here? I'm over, yeah, it says overwhelmed. My heart is distressed or stressed out. Come on, that's what it means. So the point is, amen, you can go down that road or you can start thinking on other thoughts, the higher things, amen. And what happens, amen, all of a sudden, praise God, your soul is connected, all right? My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. In other words, man, all I can think about is getting more of you. Now, I'm just, going to say this with this reference, okay? I mean, think about your walk with God. Go back and whatever you have to do. Now, some of you maybe right now are on fire for God, and and you're just pressing forward and going after it. Uh, But if you go back at any time in your history, you know, in your walk with God, if there were times that were lull times, you'll watch just the amount, you know, know, what, what turned that around, or maybe right now what's turning that around okay, is the fact that you've set your mind on, on higher things. You made a decision to put the Word of God first or, the, the, you know, thinking on the thoughts and the things that God has done. Uh, you know, you, you're, you're hearing uh, messages that are stirring you up. You're, I mean, all that, when the more of that that you set your mind on, set your mind on, set your mind on, all of a sudden it puts you on a road, amen, to life and peace. And it didn't change. It may not have changed one thing that was around you. At that time, now it will, but at first it didn't. Everything around you might still be going on. You're still connected to a wicked and perverse generation. It's all going nuts out there, but you are kind of right here under the wing of the Lord. Praise God in His presence, Amen. And and you got now the the joy of the Lord, and you got man, you got things going. I mean, you your head's right, your heart right, your mouth's right. Praise God. All you can do is think about praising God and worshiping God. And, and all that mess might be going on around you. And you can have a person sitting right next to you. And that's all they're thinking about is that stuff around you. And no matter what you say, and they're like, ah, just life stinks. It ain't never going to get better. I'm telling you what, we're all going to hell in a handbasket. I'm telling you, it's so bad out there. Come on now. All based on what you meditate on and what you think about. And that's the fact, okay? Now, I want to take you to one. Uh, I want to go back to the book of Genesis before I let you go here. 
in Genesis and chapter 13, please. I want to look at something. Genesis 13. I want to talk about this man named Abraham for just a few minutes. And I didn't know if I'd get into this or not, but I, I kind of feel like I need to go there before I let you go here. And if you go to chapter 13 of Genesis, and um, uh, Abraham and Lot were having some issues, and of course, uh, Abraham says, we're not going to go there, so uh, you take uh, your, uh, uh, your herdsmen, and, and you guys go whatever direction you want to go, and I'll take my herdsmen, and I'll go our way, and you just got to kind of go back and read the story. But uh, the point is that once Lot uh, made his decision, okay, where he was going to go, it says in verse 14, and the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, after Lot took his group, went whatever they were going to do, and take the land that they wanted. Of course, they of course picked the best land, or at least by view, it looked like the best land. So that's what Lot did. Now, hang on. It said, So the Lord said to Abram, after Lot separated from him, I'm in verse 14 of chapter 13 of Genesis, he said this Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, for all the land which you see. I give to you and your descendants forever, and I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. I like this. Amen. Praise God. As the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then uh, your descendants also could uh, could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land uh, through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Okay, now what, what happened there? Well, a lot of times you just speed read that. You think, okay, Lot took some land, Abraham now. God said, okay, just take the rest. And, and that's kind of where you leave it. But he says, you notice he said something? He said, lift up your eyes. Come on now. What do you say here? Lift your eyes now and look. This is verse 14. Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Okay, now you think about this. This is what's going on, okay, from the place where you are. Okay, we're not denying what's going on around you. We're not denying what happened right there uh, to Abraham and Lot and that whole situation there. That happened. Okay, it wasn't good. Okay, but Lot, you know, he ends up picking the best of the land or at least how it looked, he took the best, okay? That doesn't look good for Abraham, right? But he says, listen, from where you are, I want you to look, I want you to lift your head right now, lift your eyes and look, look up, all right? Look from where you are. Don't look at where you are, look from where you are. Okay, now I'm, I'm giving you that word right now by the Spirit. Doesn't matter what's happening right now, from where you are, you look up, all right? So we're not, we're, we're not going to sit and meditate on where we are. We're going to look to where we're headed. And that's what he's saying. In fact, if you get to chapter 15, um, we see the same thing being uh, spoke here. This is verse 1 of Genesis 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your, your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing? Look at that, seeing. I go childless, and an heir of my house is Eliars of Damascus. And Abraham said, look. So he's trying to get God to look you know, like he's seeing things. You have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. And then he brought him outside. Look what he's doing now again. Brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven. Look up, dude. And count the stars if you're able to count them, able to number them. He says, so shall your descendants be. And he went on to say, and, and then Abraham believed in the Lord and it accounted to him for righteousness. Praise God. Now you say, well, what, what, what's that all about? Well, he said, listen, I got to change your picture. Same thing. Same thing we saw earlier in, in verse, chapter 13. Okay, you can't be all caught up with everything that's going on, how it looks right now. So from where you are, Okay, well, actually, he brought him outside and said, right now, look up. I'm going to change your picture right now. So you're seeing you don't have no kids, nothing's working, this ain't happening like it's supposed to, blah, 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 blah. So look up. Okay. Somebody say, well, this is goofy. No, but you want to change the picture or not? You want to change the whole situation? As a man thinks, so it becomes. So this is it. Where you set your mind determines where you're headed. Okay. Attention determines direction. Come on, somebody. This is how it works. What are you going to do? Look up. Look up. Okay, get your mind, get a different picture, get a different viewpoint here. Come on now, let's, let's change what we meditate on. Let's change what we revolve before our mind's eye because what we meditate on is going to determine something. Now, if Abraham, if you want to remain childless, 
you keep thinking those thoughts. Or you look up, change the picture, and we'll make this thing turn around, praise God. And of course, what happened? Exactly that. It began to change, praise God. First changed in him, and later on in with Sarah, it changed in her. Amen. Of course, a little progression of some things happened there. But the bottom line is, amen, this is how it works for you and me as a child of God. If you want to be the blessed man that succeeds in reaching, praise God, you want to be, amen, make your way prosperous and, and be successful in all these things. If you want to go down the right road, hello, Selah, think about this. Put your mind on the right things, praise God. Amen. And you'll watch all this other stuff begin to shift and change. Amen. And that's what we need. Amen. A people of God who set their mind on the things of God, aim their mind right, praise God, revolve before their mind's eye the right things. Amen. And as a result of it, you'll find yourself, you won't be stressed out as much. You won't be worked up as much or depressed as much or or hopeless or all those other things that the world has a a tendency to go down or to think on or or to be caught up in, whatever it is. You end up being on a different road, amen, the road of life and peace. That's where you belong as a child of God. Set your mind on the right things. Aim your mind right. Praise God. Put before your mind's eye the, the ways of God the things of God, how God has shown himself strong, the word of God, amen. Just get your mind on the right thing, praise God. Give the Lord place in your life, amen. I hope you got something. Father, I give you praise and glory. Call this people blessed. Thank you, Lord God, they had an ear to hear, a heart to receive, that you open the eyes of their understanding. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. For a people that have their minds set on you. Forgive us for the times our mind went the wrong way, but Lord, I'm thankful and blessed. Amen. That we've been, hallelujah, redeemed by the blood. Praise you for that. And we choose now to set our minds on things above. And because of that, Lord God, we walk blessed and empowered in you. And for that, we give thanks in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.